Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Uh, once again, I'm joined by my wife, Laura. Hello. And uh, we've got a good show this, this week. Um, it's Memorial Day weekend, and we are um, getting ready to go into a holiday weekend. It's a four-day weekend for us. Uh, hopefully it is for everybody listening. We will be talking about some current events this week, and getting into uh, some fun facts about Memorial Day weekend. Um, also coming out soon, we are going to have another book review. I read Cameron Haynes's Indoor, um, so uh, keep a lookout for that book. Um, big announcement that we are finally on um, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Audible, and Radio Public. So we are now everywhere you get your podcasts. The Tattooed Gentleman is there. Um, got that done this week. It was um, a little more in-depth than what I had originally thought. And so we're going to jump right into it. So the Blues are playing. They had a good game the other night. I think they're up in their series or tied in it. I haven't been keeping track of it this week. I've been busy. Are they in their playoffs or just yes. regular season? Playoffs. Yeah, they're playing the Avalanche. So I had the bracket all wrote down in my notes here, but I erased it. So I don't know exactly what I got going on and what I don't. I erased all my notes for this episode. I run out of notebook space. I'm not a hockey fan, so I'm not sure. As yeah. you could tell, I don't even know if it's playoffs or not. Yeah. Um, I know what all you're thinking. How'd you erase all your notes? What are you What are you using? I mean, I use a rocket book for all my notes, and I don't. I didn't take a picture of it and store it, so I don't have my notes stored anywhere. I totally botched it. So fail. Might need to go to just a regular notebook you can get at Walmart. Yeah, but I this I carry this everywhere with me. So even you know if I if I I've, I've got it with me all the time. So. If I have a note, I can just jot it down real quick or a thought and just get it out of the way. And that way I have it for maybe a later show or, or whatever. Is it like a whiteboard? Or? Kind of, yeah. Like it can, I can draw on it. Like all this stuff that's wrote on here now that you can see, mm-hmm. I can erase it. So like... With a special pen and... Oh, regular yeah, pencil. It's a pen. It's oh. just a special pen. Oh, okay. So I can, I can write and then just oh, that's erase neat. it. And then I have, um, I have these Clorox peroxide wipes in my office at, at work, and they work very well at getting everything off of it. And then I just wipe it down with a paper towel, and it's dry, ready to use again. I can fill out the whole, fill up the whole notebook with notes and different stuff, and I use it for notes for work, notes for here, podcast stuff, whatever. It looks like it comes with quite a few pieces of paper. It does. I had them all full from meeting notes at, at the day job. So, yeah, it's nice because you can get... I also have these things that I can put on a whiteboard, and I can take a photo of them. And then it, it stores it as a document in my phone, and I can email that document, share it. I mean, do whatever, publish it, whatever I need to do with it, edit it. And it's a special app on your phone? or it's Yeah, a it's a Rocketbook app. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's got its own app. It's nice. I like it. I can put those, they call them beacons. I can put them beacons if it's mag, they're magnetic. So if it's metal, I can stick them on anything and it will recognize and take that photo with my camera and scan all that text into a like PDF format and then I can save it. Did you get that from work? Or yeah, my, uh, my old boss got it for me. Like a thank you or Christmas or... No, he just picked them up. He used one all the time, and he thought I'd really like it, so he's picked it up for me one day and got the app on my phone and set it up, and I've used it ever since. So you can take pictures of those, too, and it'll store or not? Yeah. Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I would show you, but we're using the phone to record this podcast, so. Does it save it as a PDF or like a Word doc? Or? Uh, it saves as a PDF file. Um, you, can, you can buy paid software that will actually turn it into text. 
Like, so if you, you take good notes with, like, specific points, then it will, uh, it will convert each one of those points to, like, a dot and then typed text in the, in the document. So, yeah, you could, you could hand write out a Word document. Oh, nice. Yeah, like, so I've been doing a, when I do the topic for the end of every show, mm-hmm. I, I wrote, I wrote it down. See, I write it down and then, like, I got a whole page here for today's at the end of the show mm-hmm. at the topic. Yeah. And so I could technically, if I wrote that in print and not cursive, then it would turn it into text. I can't, it won't pick up cursive? It will, but it has a harder time mm. doing it because everybody writes it different. Right. So. You know, they don't even teach cursive in school anymore? I know. It's, it's fucking country's becoming communist. Yeah. Well, my uh, one nephew said that he, I guess, only knows how to write his name, I guess, for checks, which I'm sure most kids don't even have checks. I don't know. I'm surprised they even know what checks are. Well, maybe not. Maybe he just knows how to write a signature to sign stuff. Maybe it's not for checks. Maybe just so he can sign documents or whatever. Yeah, I think that's all they teach you anymore is how to sign. I don't remember. I learned in like fourth or fifth grade, I think it was, and everything was in cursive. Went the year we learn cursive everything we wrote had to be in cursive and then the very next year they didn't care yeah see it wasn't that way when it when it was in cursive it, we stayed that way in cursive i wrote in cursive all the time i write in cursive now I, but did your teachers make you like the year we learned we, we had to do everything every teacher that year made us write in cursive but the very next year the teacher did not care if we were cursive or print i i think my dad cared more than than I did like well because he grew up like during the depression so like the big thing was if you could read and you could write you you could really do something like back you know in the 20s and the in the 30s and 40s I mean reading and writing was still like the pinnacle of education for most folks I mean if you had a college education you were filthy rich yeah um during that time so coming up in those days, yeah, reading and writing for rural America was still a pretty big deal. So, that's, I mean, that's why I have pretty decent cursive handwriting. I you still, do. I Your have. print's pretty nice, too, for a for a man, really. Yeah. Some men. For a guy that's broke his hand three or four times, yeah. Well, I just meant for men in general. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's like chicken scratch. It was very important to my father that we could, we wrote well and we read well and spoke well and... Those were the big things to him. Yeah. So that was kind of like mandatory in our house growing up. was reading, writing, basic math. I was a big reader growing up. I mean, my parents didn't push us, but I was a big reader, and then I just kind of fell out of it, I guess, in high school. I couldn't really find a genre or anything that I really cared about. So. I like, I like reading books. Um... And reading things, but I like since I have discovered Audible, the audiobooks. Is Are they read what, to you? Yeah, you have a narrator. Um, so it's it's basically like I just read, you know, when I write the topic, it's basically like it's them reading the whole book where I'm basically just reading like a short essay to our audience, whoever is happens to be out there listening, which is growing exponentially by the by the episode. So well, we had to read a book together last year or the year before, and we started out as an audible, and I couldn't stand it. So you finished the book that way, and I got the book and I read it. Mm-hmm. And I it I I think part of it is I skip words. I don't read every sentence. I can go through it quicker, and when it's read to me. I tend to tune it out because it was very monotone, so I just couldn't do it. So yeah, if not. you have a man, if you have a really bad narrator, the book gets hard to deal with. Well, I think that's the, I think that's the only one Don't that I've done. Don't hit the microphone. I think that's the only audiobook I've done before, and I did not like it. I prefer to read my own. I can read at my own pace. I read fast, so I read fast. I talk fast. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't mind it. I like it. And I guess I like it because from driving. Yeah, you'd listen to them in the car. Yeah, I, I, 
because I drive so far right. to work and then and then used to um at my job I would I drive so when I when I drive there I listen to them too just I just don't I'd rather listen to something and learn than just mind-numbingly listen to music I mean, don't get me wrong I, I like listening to music too but I would I would rather listen to a book and hear a story or like right now after Cameron Haynes's book um uh, I'm reading Curtis Jackson uh, 50 Cent his book uh, Hustle Harder and he narrates it and he's an extremely well-spoken man and he he reads it very well and which makes it very easy to listen to hmm. um and there's a lot of narrators like that but like uh Jocko Willink um I he narrates one of his books and I find it a little hard to listen to I like listening to his podcast I don't find that hard to listen to but there's something about him reading it it's not very a lot of people when they read they can make it sound like it's a normal conversation when he reads it it's a monotone he just reads it so when you listen to these books the narrator do they change voices like if it's a man and woman speaking do they like try to change their voice yes so like some like some of the books like uh if it's a uh a fiction book or non or I guess nonfiction is the stories, right? Mm -hmm. Nonfiction. No, nonfiction's truth. Nonfiction's truth. That's because it's fiction. Mm -hmm. It's the work of fiction and they sometimes they'll have a full cast. Oh. And okay. it'll be a performance. Yeah. And then other times it is just a um one person and that's what he does. He's a voice actor and he reads the books and he has different voices for different characters. Um there's a gentleman that reads a he reads a lot of science fiction books, and he's his name his first name is Mark, M R C. I think it's Thomas Tomlinson or Thomas. He's excellent. It, if he's reading it, it's going to be good. Even if the book is probably garbage, he'll make it good, just because of his performance. So his performance makes the the book and really sells the story. So does everybody that narrates. They're not always monotone, like they they always change their voice. They're always voice actors. Yeah, yeah. I could I could play some books. I have like forty or fifty books on my Audible account now, and and I could play some, and that you could hear the difference in it, because they may do the intro in their normal everyday speaking voice, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, that's not the same person. No, it's actually the same person because he's the only one credited to doing the whole thing. So you know it's that one performer. Um, there's also a uh, a female narrator that narrates a couple books, and she's excellent too. So, I mean, yeah, it just depends. If you get a bad narrator, it's it's gonna be a shitty book. Yeah. There's there's no way around it. Even if the book is top notch, excellent. I mean, if they sound like a robot, then it's gonna be hard to listen to. I still feel like I'd probably prefer to read it myself if I could find a book, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I got into, which it's easier for me to read now since I got my eye prescription fixed, but um, at that time when we were reading those books together, I had a hard time reading yeah. up close. So it was just way better for me to download it on Audible and listen to it that way. Well, and I think we were supposed to be done around the same time and... I know I, I think I read a little faster than you do. Mm -hmm. It was just easier for you to read to listen to it while you drove. Mm -hmm. So that we were done about the same time. Heck, I think you were done before me too. Because yeah, you I, listened to it. Yeah, because I have a two hour commute. Right. Every day. Right. So there's that. Um, we are on, yeah, we got on Apple Podcasts. Um, in the news, um, I know I sent you some articles mm -hmm. for the show. Did a little show prep this time. I just didn't say, hey, come over here and do this with me real quick. And uh, uh, so scientists have discovered an ancient forest in a giant sinkhole in China. 
So that hole is 630 feet deep. And there's 30 of them in China, that part of China. It is in the... They are known as Taya King. I'm probably not saying that right. It means heavenly pit. Heavenly? Heavenly pit, yes. Hmm. And uh, they discovered it at the beginning of the month here. And the trees on the floor of this 600-foot deep sinkhole are 130 feet tall. And the undergrowth is shoulder high on a 6-foot tall man. How do... I was reading it. And it's like, how do they find these sinkholes? It was the 30th one. Do people just fly over and look for sinkholes? or? Well, apparently they were doing an expedition in that forest, in that part of China, uh, for uh, scientific purposes, and come upon the sinkhole. They happened upon it. If you read in the article, they happened upon right. it. So, magically, you're walking through the woods, and you happen upon a sinkhole that's 600 feet deep. You can't. There's no way you can see the bottom at that point through the treetop canopy. So what kind of set of balls you gotta have on you to go, hey, get the ropes out, boys. We're gonna, we're going down there. Well, it said they used drones first to oh, explore drones. it. They, they used drones to explore the area and then repelled and hiked to the bottom for several hours. And by the way, this was from the Washington Post. Yeah. If, I mean, it's incredible. They found, they found three caves in the wall and that may have formed earlier in the sinkhole's evolution according to the senior engineer but i just i guess i'm surprised people aren't i guess with technology nowadays i'm surprised they're doing this by foot looking and finding these things and not like using a drawing drawing well drone. a drone drone sorry and the uh well you gotta figure it's in china so it may be a no-fly zone hmm. i mean the government there controls everything right so you may not have access to a plane without government permission well it says giant sinkholes are common in this part of china yeah but even with drones it's going out first get the ropes out boys we're going down there i mean that that's a whole different right caliber of of thing we're talking about here because you don't know what's on the bottom of that floor you are correct. And how do you, I'm sorry, how deep did you say it was? 630 feet deep. Well, it said they hiked for to the bottom for several hours. Oh, so it took them several hours to get to the bottom, which makes sense if it's 600 feet. Yeah. It would you take a long time. You have to rappel down because rappelling is not a fast process. So it takes several hours to get down. It'll take several hours to get back up. I mean. Oh, it always takes longer to go up. Well, then it's like, how much time did you really spend there? Or... I would imagine if it's an expedition, they stayed the night. They camped. Oh, okay. They I was going to say, they probably camp. ran out of daylight. Well, they probably set up camp, and they just camped in the bottom. That makes sense. That's probably why it took them seven hours to get down, because they had to pack all their gear down there with them. I mean, if you're going on a scientific expedition like that, you're not. I mean, you're. it's not a day trip. You're going there for weeks, months. I mean, in China, it might be that might be the best part of China, down there in the hole. So. Do we have sinkholes in America? Oh yeah. Oh, we do big oh, ones. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like what part of? Uh, there's a few in Missouri, and there are some. I've heard of some in southern Illinois and Kentucky. Most are caused, if you got a sinkhole, there's usually an underground river close by or an aquifer, and it just naturally erodes the way underneath. It'll erode the rock and soil away underneath the top, and then it'll just slowly falls in because there's nothing supporting it in the bottom. And we have some that are 600 feet deep? I don't know about 600 feet deep. Okay. Um, down in the Park Hills area of Missouri, around St. Joe State Park, it's all undermined. The old lead mines are down there. There's sinkholes all over the park that open up. Hmm. They're just, you'll ride it one year, and then you come back the next spring, and, oh, but the giant hole now. That wasn't I'm assuming they year. mark it off, though? Ah, sometimes they do. Sometimes you see the trails go down them. You ride down in them, you ride right back out. Oh, it's not like a sinkhole that you, like, plummet? 
No, okay. no. You can usually, <laughs> well, I mean, you would plummet in it if you just rode straight off in it. Right. At speed, yeah. But, I mean, they're straight up and straight down, but you can get a machine, I mean, one ATV or a dirt bike up in and out of there pretty easy if you know what you're doing. So, so you've been in a single? Oh, yeah. Yeah, several. Um, we usually find them a lot too, like around sawmills where the sawdust is. They have sawdust piles at the sawmill where they shoot the dust out. You'll get sinkholes in them. Mm. You know, sometimes they're even on, uh, because the sawdust as it rots, it, it, it will rot from the inside out. So what happens is it creates heat and it'll start to spontaneously combust on the inside and it'll burn a hole. And if it, if it does burn itself out, then there's a hole there and it, the sawdust will fill itself in and just, it'll start to sink hmm. as it rots. And the sawdust piles, that's why they're dangerous. Because you'll get up on top of one with an ATV or, or kids playing and then the hole opens up and sucks them in there and then they're gone. Because they, they'll suffocate. Because the, the particles are so fine. Right. It's like getting sucked into a grain silo. Yep. Yeah, it's just, it's not good. Um... In other news, the Mars rover found a door, what looks to be a door, on Mars. They also found a what they think is a sphinx-like statue or mound of some kind, sphinx size, mound next to it. So they're not really sure what it is. My question is, why didn't they just drive the rover into the door and find out? Let's just drive it over there. I mean, you got the picture. You see it's nice and flat and going towards the door. Just drive it over there and find out what the hell's in there. I'm assuming there was a reason they couldn't. I don't know it, but I'm sure there was a reason. I guess, but it's causing the tinfoil hat brigade to come out. They think now they've found proof of alien life on Mars. and I mean, it could just be a natural rock formation. I mean, they say Mars was once habitable, like Earth is, and then something happened to it. Either they think a meteor hit it, or something, and it caused the atmosphere to go uninhabitable. Why do they think it used to be? Um, just because the, the, when they do soil samples, when they when they take a core sample, what they find in the dirt suggests um, they found evidence of like plant matter. Like degraded, when they go deep enough, they found di degraded stuff and degraded biological matter. So they think at one point in time, Mars had water. It has ice, so it had oceans hmm. and whatnot. They think something happened, and it it died. Basically, the planet died. The atmosphere became uninhabitable. Hmm. So, so how? You so said the Mars rover was there. How? I mean, I mean, how often is the rover there? Is it always there? Yeah, it can't leave. Okay. Yeah, once you right now, once you send something to Mars, it's stuck. It doesn't come back. There's no two-way ticket. It's just a one-way trip. Hmm. That's kind of right now. That's the deal with Elon, the Elon Musk company, SpaceX. They're, they're he's trying actively. He wants to die on Mars. I think he'll get it done. I think he'll actually send a trip to Mars. I think he'll be there. And then he's just going to kill himself? Well, no, he's just going to stay there. That's just where he's going to go. He's going to form a colony on Mars, and that's where he wants to live out the rest of his days doing stuff on Mars. It's unusual. Yeah, if you want off the rock, I mean, it may not be a bad plan. I mean, look at the way we're going. Yeah, that's true. He might. Everybody say he's like the smartest guy on the planet. He may. Maybe that may, may prove it true. Sit up there on Mars and watch it all go to hell. <laughs> From a distance. Why, yeah. Why not? Um, more depressing uh, happenings across the country this week. Uh, we had a school shooting in Texas. I would call it a massacre, um, not just a shooting. Um, this kid killed 19 children and two uh, teachers. Had a gunfight with police uh, for a little while, holding the officers at bay um, until I think a tactical unit came in and just 
went in went into killing. They 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 had to shoot to kill orders. So is what the press the uh, one of the Texas Rangers released in a statement today. I seen that when they sent the tag team in, they were going in there to kill him. They weren't going in there to bring him out alive. So. It says he shot his grandma first in the face. She's survived critical condition. She He was living with his grandma. Yeah, so she did survive. See, I didn't read that. I read he just shot her. I assumed that she had died. She No, he shot her in the face, it, it said, and she survived. Oh, Jesus. And then he went to school. Well, he didn't he go to his school. He went, went to, to a, a school. I'm a sorry. School. He went to an elementary school. Right. I don't even know. I don't know if he was in school. He was 18. He was I 18. Guess. I don't uh, know, but. Depends on where you're at, I guess. It's just so sad. I mean, whether they're elementary or whether they're high schoolers mm -hmm. or anybody, the movie theater shooting, I mean, it's just, I don't get it. It's I, clearly mental illness. But it's not an excuse. I just. Well, no, there's no excuse for it, but it's that's what it is. It's just mental illness. They don't. I mean, the kid was clearly disturbed. I mean, what? Why? There's no other reason. You gotta be fucked up in the head to want to shoot kids. Literally fucked up in the head. Dude, that's your purpose. That's what you're going to do. He literally announced it on Facebook. That's what he was going to do. It's just so sad. You send your kids to school to learn, and then they don't come home. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, it's horrible. <sighs> I mean, and the question arises: Is why aren't we? Why, why don't we have armed guards at all our schools? I mean, I don't get it. I mean, I was thinking about our school, and... From, there's, no, there's no school that's secure. You can walk right in there anytime. Well, so, this, our school, you do have to be buzzed in, but there's nothing stopping you. I mean, once they buzz you in, it's not like they well, use they, a metal detector or well, anything. Well, they probably wouldn't buzz you in if you're holding an AR-15. I know, but if I had a shotgun, or something small... The shotguns aren't small. Okay, well, I don't know. I don't know guns. A yeah, handgun. A, a handgun, yeah, probably you could conceal that to get it in pretty easy. But I'm just saying, yeah, they buzz me to get in, and then what? I'm free range? Pretty much, yeah. There's no metal detectors, or at least around here. Yeah. I mean, I know some schools have it, but I don't know. They were. I saw this thing, and it said, like, after 9-11, they... Crack down on all security at airports. How many school shootings does it take to crack down on schools? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, the answer is to have security at school. You need security. Criminals and psychopaths are always going to have weapons. They need security and a metal detector, as sad as it is. Mm -hmm. yeah, but that's absolutely. just sad that's what our world's coming to. Well, you can't go into the courthouse here where we live. Not anymore. Without... Going through the metal detector. Right. That's been within the last five to ten years they put that in. Yeah, because it was there when we were building building the house and I had to go get playing. I had to go, I was going back and forth with the zoning and inspectors on the plans. Getting all the drawings they wanted and getting all the permits in order and everything like that. Every day I'd go in there, I had to, I mean, I... Once you go in there enough times, they they know who you are. They know why you're there. But, you know. I don't even know last time I was there if it was for my passport. You go to the courthouse for your passport? I went there to vote. That's the last time I was at the courthouse. I remember in 2007, I got my first passport, but I had to get it expedited. So we, I did go to the courthouse. but And I know I've been there since then. Oh, I went there to talk to the assessor. After we moved in. So, yeah. it was. But, that, I mean, I just don't go there very often. Yeah. I mean, nobody does. I mean, hopefully, you're at the courthouse. You hope to never go to the courthouse. Right. Yeah, the last time before, besides the passport and the assessor's office, the only other times I was there was to pay a speeding ticket. <laughs> or yeah. some sort of ticket. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. I, I don't want to go there. They take a lot of my money. Yeah, they do. They take a ton of money. But. Yeah, they do. They take a lot of money. It's just so sad what this world is coming to. What our kids. 
I don't know. It's just sad. You think you're sending your kids to school to learn, and then you just fear, are they going to come home? I don't know. But then, like, the one with the movie theater, there was a shooting that was several years ago, but same thing. You would take your kids to the movies, and is there going to be a shooting there? Like, it's just sad. You walk right in our movie theater with a gun. Yeah. No problem. I've done it. It's just sad. What this well, that's the same with. thing. You gotta, you, you're worried about You take your kids to the movies. Oh, hang on. I gotta go get my gun. I gotta take my gun with me in case there's a psychopath there. I'm gonna shoot up the place. I mean, that's bad. That's sad. You, you have to think like that. Like, whether you're doing it legally or not, the thought has to cross your mind that, okay, hang on. Where am I going? Okay, yeah, I can carry my gun there. I'm gonna carry it. Just in case. And you're taking your kids to the movies. Like, you're eating popcorn and candy sitting there watching Batman at the time. The Dark Knight is the movie that right. they were watching. But it could it could have been, they could have been watching the damn Teletubbies for all anybody knows. And this psycho kid comes in there with a rifle and starts shooting up the place. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't understand how this is different than, I don't know what. 15 years ago, we didn't have this. I mean, don't quote me. I don't know the numbers or anything, but 20 years ago, we didn't have shootings like this. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, Columbine was, was a long time ago. and uh, That was, I thought, 2012. Yeah, but there's there's been shootings before then. But I just feel shootings. like now it's more often. And how, how are there more mental illnesses now? Like, what has changed? Social media. Social media causes a lot of problems. Well, that's true. Social media causes a lot of mental illness. Um, I think just life in general. I mean, everything is getting worse. It's not getting better. I mean, just look at this last year and a half. I mean, last two years, ever since 2020, we've went through a global pandemic. I'm sorry, but they handled that shit poor. Locking everybody in their house and keeping everybody away from each other is not good for anyone. Humans, by nature, are social creatures. We require socialization. And they locked everybody up, basically. Got to work from home. Can't go anywhere. You can't go to the movies. You can't go out. You can't have fun. You know, they basically turned it into a police state, or tried to. Um, and it just went to shit. And now you've got, you know, gas doubled. You know, they could fix that real easy. They refuse to. You know, you, you know, every, the fuel drives our economy. The lower the cost of fuel, the lower the bill of goods you're going to get. It doesn't matter if it's cheese or a gallon of milk or this Gatorade I'm drinking. If fuel's $5 a gallon, I'm going to pay more for that Gatorade. If it's a dollar a gallon, I'm going to pay less for that Gatorade. Yeah. They it's, said in 2021 you were scared to leave your house or travel, and now you can't afford to travel. Yeah. Yeah. It's so expensive. Mm-hmm. And for what? They could fix it all. I mean, I've said it before, and I've said it on, I've said it on this show. They could fix it all. Start producing oil. Create a tax, a penny a gallon. There's 1.37 trillion gallons, or I'm sorry, billion with a B, billion gallons of gas sold in this country every year. One penny would give you $1.37 billion every year to invest in wind and solar and clean nuclear and get us off oil dependency. Battery technology. You know, I mean, it's it's completely ridiculous. You talk out both sides of your mouth. You don't want to pump oil, but the guy down here making 15 bucks an hour, he can't afford to put gas in his pickup hardly to come to work because it costs him $200. Not a month, a goddamn week. So you went from being able to go 40, 50 bucks to fill up your truck... Now you're paying almost two hundred. I mean, that's batshit crazy, and you, and you—that's gonna make everything better. What kind of fucked up logic is that? 
Well, and on top of everybody already, they were saying didn't have money because of the pandemic. So let's raise the prices so then you really can't afford it. Yeah. Why? So you can, you can, oh, buy an electric car. Okay. So you buy, the, the cheapest electric car on the market right now is going to be the Ford Lightning. It's a pickup truck. The basic work model, it's got a 300 mile range. Not bad, really, for a pickup. And 10,000 pound towing capacity. You know, it's going to cost about 40 grand. Okay. Not everybody can afford 40 grand. Where's your $20,000 electric car? Where the fuck is that? Oh, it's a smart car. You can only get two people in it. Well, if you got a four-person family, where are your kids going to ride on the goddamn roof? It doesn't make any sense. If you lower the price of gas, people will buy more of it. And that one-cent tax, that gets bigger. And then you can invest in things like battery technology and um, bringing more new technology to market to make electric better. The other thing is nobody wants to talk about in this fucking country is the sorry shitty state of our electrical grid. If, just let's just hypothetically say we all went and bought Teslas. Because if you want to buy an electric car, they're the best. Say Tesla comes out with a $25,000 electric car that's about the size of you know, our, hun our Hyundai. A sedan. Yeah, sedan. Yeah. Four-door sedan. It's Compact sedan, whatever you want to call, you know, an Elantra. That's what it is. He comes out with that. He's charging you twenty-five, thirty grand for it, right? It, most people can afford that, you know, the majority of folks. So everybody buys one. Well, guess what? You're gonna have brownouts and blackouts all across the country because our shit poor electric grid can't handle that kind of draw on it for charging electric cars. So. While you're sitting here making the American people suffer because you won't renew leases to drill oil and gas and produce our energy domestically, we gotta pipe it in, which drives up the price, which raises the bill of goods on everything here in America. While you're making us suffer, you're not winning the fight to get off oil and gas. The only thing you're doing is make people poorer so they can't afford that electric car to begin with. It, it, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make good business sense. But when you put the government involved, everything's fucked up. Especially when you got the guy that runs the government to know where the fuck he's at. <laughs> and he can't form a coherent sentence. Yeah, that's the guy running the show. It's fucking terrifying. Only two more years. Fuck, I hope so. <laughs> I can't believe this fucking country elected him. I mean... How bad was it, really? You had some dude on Twitter hurting your feelings? I don't... Don't, don't, don't subscribe to him. Right, unfollow? Unfollow. You know, you don't have to listen. You know, people... That, that's the thing about America. That's the beauty part of it that people don't realize is you have freedom of choice here. It, you know, we have... We've got about... About 25 subscribers on our show right now and with you know five episodes out there you know this will be six and those are 25 people that have chose to listen to the show you know and the analytics they most of them are women <laughs> surprisingly enough but those people have chosen to listen everybody that listens to anything or um, it gives their time to read an article or they are choosing to do that. If I don't want to read it, I don't have to. I don't even have to pay attention to it. You know, so why? If it, if it bothers you so bad, why are you subscribing to it? Because it doesn't bother you. Because you like it. That's the thing. They liked it. I mean, for God's sakes, Donald Trump kept CNN in business. CNN is going bankrupt right now because nobody watches their silly bullshit because everybody's wanting to see what the wild shit they were going to say about him. Yes, it was quite humorous. Yeah. I mean, making fun of him was great. I mean, he's orange. 
<laughs> fucking orange. Wearing his start on his hair. And then the way he talks. It's great. Everything's fantastic. It's the best. Ask anyone. It, it's hilarious. We had a reality TV star for a goddamn president. And now we've got the guy. He looks like one of Jeff Durham's puppets. I mean, it's, we went from we went from reality TV to Weekend at Bernie's. And, you know, this, this fucked up agenda doesn't work. You can have your cake and eat it too, but you're not going to do it in four years. And the only thing you're doing is driving... The only thing you're doing is convincing people that you're the problem. I mean, I mean it doubles in a year. People can remember last year. I mean, I can remember paying dollar fifty a gallon. So a dollar fifty and a dollar fifty is three dollars. That's a hundred percent. We're sitting at four forty five right now, and that's if you have like a a big box store like Sam's or Costco membership, and you can buy for four forty five. Here where we live at, it's four seventy five. I saw four eighty nine today. Oh, forty nine. I didn't look today. So that's gone up. Almost three hundred percent in fourteen months, fifteen months. That's fucking crazy. And you know it's not going to go down as quickly as it went up. No, it never, it never does. No, no. It was it was three four dollars a gallon when Trump took office, and in about a year it went down, and then it went down some more. So about halfway through his presidency, it got down below a buck, or two bucks. Yeah, I was saying, two bucks. I'm yeah. sorry. Got down below two bucks. So it's only going to go higher with this dipshit in office. I mean, he's destroying our economy. Absolutely destroying it. And he thinks he's helping it. He's fucking retarded. It is absolutely... There is no... Absolutely no word to describe the level of stupidity that this is causing. This is ridiculous. It's not totally unnecessary. The only thing you're doing is hurting your own people. And it's asinine. And I think you're going to see it in the election in November. I think, you know, and I'm not, I don't like extreme conservatives either, but that, you know, that seems to be where everything's leading. I think you're going to have a damn red wave, and I don't know if that's good for us either. You know? I don't need a bunch of Bible thumpers telling me what to do either. It's bad enough I got a bunch of hippies telling me what to do. They're old hippies. But, anyway, on with the show. Four-day weekend, Memorial Day. The party starts this weekend is what they say. Did you know it was originally called Decoration Day? I did not. To honor the deceased, soldiers would decorate graves of their fallen comrades with flowers, flags, and wreaths, hence Decoration Day. Although Memorial Day became its official title in the 1880s, the holiday would not legally become Memorial Day until 1967. Memorial Day sounds better. Rolls off the tongue a little nicer. Yeah. Decoration Day. Let's get excited for Decoration Day. It's Decoration Day weekend. But if that's what we grew up, it would roll off the tongue. Eh, not really. I don't think so. It just doesn't sound right. It was not always celebrated the last Monday of May. I did know that. I don't know when it... I can't remember when it was celebrated, but I know it wasn't always celebrated the last Monday in May. In 1971, it moved. So Memorial Day was moved to the last Monday of May to ensure long weekends. Prior to 1971, it was observed every May 30th. Oh, so whatever day May 30th fell on, that was the, memor- that was the holiday. Mm-hmm. Due to the Uniform Monday Holiday Act is why it took effect in 1971. Mm. Uni- Uniform Holiday on Monday Act? Uniform Monday Holiday Act. That's interesting. We had to have an act to uh, make a holiday, make holidays on Monday. That's interesting. I didn't know that. 
the difference between Veterans Day and Memorial Day is Memorial Day is for the, uh, I'm sorry, Memorial, yeah, Memorial Day and Veterans Day. Veterans is for veterans dead or alive. Mm -hmm. And Memorial Day is for the ones that have passed. Mm -hmm. Fallen. Yeah, yes, fallen. fallen. I'm sorry, yes, fallen. It said more than 36 million people will travel at least 50 miles from home this Memorial Day. I don't know about this year, but it says this year, but. You know, I think people are still, people are still going to travel. People are going to do what they want to do. I don't think they're going to let this gas stuff stop them. I really don't. I mean, some people will just because they can't afford it. But I mean, it, we're lucky enough that it's not going to stop us. Although our our lake vacation is going to cost a small fortune in fuel. Yes. In December of 2000, Congress passed a law requiring Americans to pause at 3 p.m. local time on Memorial Day to remember and honor the fallen. But this does not appear to be common knowledge. Or if it is, by 3 p.m., most people seem to be deep into a hot dog-induced food, food coma mm. to officially observe the moment. Did you know that? Uh, I did not know that. Interesting facts about Memorial Day. No, I, the ringing in my ears was, is is getting louder, but I didn't know if it was ringing or the or feedback loop from the recording. But it's it's not it's not the recording. It's it's in your head. It's just my tinnitus, yeah, mm. just my bad ears. So most people for Memorial Day drive around and put flowers on graves. Yeah, which I find horribly depressing. Yeah, my family does it. Every every year they they do it. They everybody you go around to everybody's grave and you put flowers on. And I understand that. It's nice. It's a nice sign of respect and everything. But I mean it's horribly depressing. And I had never heard of that until I met you. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Because I know it's an all-day thing because the graves are not close to each other. And so it takes several hours to go. Yeah, and in my it. family, there's not many of us left. Well, I know. And I had never heard of it until yeah. I met you. I'm like, why would you do this? this... I mean, it, it does make sense, obviously. But I don't know. And I'm fortunate to where I don't have many that have passed and... They're close by. You gotta be all weekend with your family. <laughs> but yeah, I had just never heard of it. And I actually never participated either. Your uh, mom usually would do it and your uncle. Yeah, I don't I don't do it. It's not gonna be I, none of my cousins do it either. Did you used to you used to do it growing up? Didn't you have to go along? Yeah, I would drive. Hmm. I would drive. When I was sixteen I would drive. It was just an excuse to drive, but I would drive, yeah. But when you were like ten or twelve, did you have to ride along? Not always, no. A lot of times we just stay at the house, watch movies and play games or whatever. Because I think they just put the flowers on the grave and then move on. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, I had never heard of that. Well, it's also a good way to, like, so, when you know, another rural America thing um, is, like, those old cemeteries don't always get taken care of like they should and it's a good way to figure out you know the county may end up taking care of them so they may mow it like once a month or something doesn't look you know like it's not getting weed eated like it should or, or whatever so is this the only time of year though that your family does it or do they do it any other time well I mean that's the funny thing I mean you can go to a grave as much as you want to I mean there's no rules on it, but yeah, most of the time, as far as I know, yeah, you visit them once a year at Memorial Day. And then do the flowers stay until next year? Does eventually, like, the groundskeeper... The groundkeepers usually collect them. They usually get... After uh, how long? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I don't go back and check. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't even go. I don't know if that... It sounds horrible, but I just, I, I find it so horribly depressing. I just don't want to do it. I would rather spend my time with my family doing something else 
than that. What other fun facts have you dug up about Memorial Day? That was about all I could find. Um, they said it's usually May 30th because usually flowers are blooming in May and there's flowers all around. Well, yeah, because, I mean, back before they had silk flowers were predominant. You, I mean, when you took flowers to a grave, you had to go to a florist and buy them. Well, now they're all fake flowers. Nobody, I mean, neither I, I take that back. There are a few people that take real flowers and put them on graves still. Um, a lot of the East Coast I know East Coast cemeteries have a no fake flower rule because they don't want to throw them away. I mean, there's nowhere. I mean, they, they just end up in the trash, or they end up um, like I know a lot of cemeteries will recycle them and then put them out on folks' graves that don't have any. Like you'll see, they'll take some and they'll they'll save them for the next year Memorial Day. And when you see all the flowers on the graves and you see like the one or two graves that don't have any, sometimes the groundkeepers will put flowers on those graves before Memorial Day. That way it looks like somebody's already been there and visited. Mm. So. Okay, so that, you know, talking about Memorial Day gets into our, our topic. Uh, which is letting go. Um, uh, letting go, uh, that, that's easier said than done. Um, but hanging on and dwelling on negative feelings or bad experiences, uh, it will eventually just eat you up inside and destroy you from within. Often, often by the time you realize you need help, you have let the negativity influence your life. Uh, the fear of admitting that you need help will lead to anger and that anger will lead to you hating everything and then that hate will will negatively affect your life in every way and in every aspect all of this ends with you and the people that are you are closest to suffering by letting go you accept that the experience happened and the acceptance that you can't control everything Unfortunately, letting go, go means you might have to lose some friends and, and your family may not understand what you're going through. But if they don't have your best interests at heart, you will need to part ways with them anyway. Once you learn to let go, almost every aspect of your life will improve. Your relationship will be better and you will be happier. That's the topic for today. And I think on that note, we're going to end the show. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Once again, we're available everywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, please like and, like and subscribe. And uh, we will see you next time.